I am so excited to share God's Word this morning. I don't know about you, but it's a good day. And it's a good day because I am a father and it is Father's Day. Come on to all the dads out there again. Happy Father's Day. I hope you're getting spoiled big time. And uh, what a privilege it is today for us. And the whole point of this message is to focus on the greatest father of them all, our God, our Father in heaven. So I want to pray over God's word today. And uh, wives, if you're there with your husbands, moms, if you're there with your children, uh, I want you, if you can, just pray over, as I pray right now, over the fathers in your homes, that God would bless them abundantly, and especially as we get into God's Word at this time. So you ready for it? Come on, let's pray. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray over this word that will be preached right now. I pray for a supernatural anointing to be upon us, uh, to be upon me, Lord. I pray once again that it will not be the, the vessel that will be shown, but it will be the message that will come out through the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, open up our ears and our hearts to hear the voice of our Father speaking to us through, the, through His Spirit today. I pray that this Word would just do something within us. It would change circumstances. It would renew our mind. It would cause us to have more faith than we've ever had before. Faith in You, my God. So bless this Word. In Jesus' name we pray. And once again, everyone says a big amen. So if you're on Facebook, uh, start hitting the like buttons. There's a whole lot of emojis. You can do it. If you're on church online, I love that little heart button. Press that. If you are on YouTube, come on, then give us a big shout out. Come on, let's get excited for God's word this morning. I'm going to be reading from Luke chapter 12, verse 29. This is what it says. It says this, And do not seek what you shall eat, nor what you shall drink. And stop being, this is a word for someone here today, and stop being in anxiety. Stop worrying. Verse 30, For these things the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knows, listen to this, your Father knows that you have need of these things, but rather seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Do not fear, once again, here's the message, do not fear, little flock, for it is, now this is powerful, it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Like I said, it's Father's Day again. Man, it's an exciting day. It's always one of these holidays where uh, we get the, the common Father's Day gifts like underpants and socks and we get cards and all these great things. Um, I, I'm always amazed how there's a big difference between Mother's Day and Father's Day. Have you noticed that? Hey, eh? all the dads out there. On Mother's Day, when you go to church, you hear sermons uh, uh, speaking about how important mothers are, how amazing mothers are, how wonderful mothers are. And we all agree. Come on, moms. I know all the dads out there. We agree. We're so blessed to have incredible wives and mothers. It's incredible. But today, uh, it's Father's Day. And I went to a church, I don't know about you, but I went to a church when on Father's Day, dads had to come to church and hear sermons about how most fathers don't measure up. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. I remember sitting in church most times where the pastor would get up and start literally giving all the dads a hiding. You don't do this, you don't do that. And I tell you what, often as a man, I'd sit there thinking, yo, I do not measure up. I need to get my act together. But I want to today... 
to address all the dads in this way. First of all, I want to give you uh, two, two things. I want, to, I want to speak about two things, first of all. I want to first of all say that dads, you're just as important as moms. I want you to know that. Dads, you have an incredible role, God-given role in the homes. God has created you to be a father in your home, and so He will equip you. And today, secondly, I want to say this. You do not have to sit and listen to a sermon today that is going to bash you. Uh, I, I don't want this sermon to be about how, how fathers need to start measuring up. Why? Because today I know that every mom out there, every dad out there, every future dad, uh, every child today, you're going to be blessed with this message. Can I tell you why? Because we're going to focus on the greatest father of them all. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to focus on God, our Father. You see, when God is elevated, when God is lifted up, He has the ability to draw people closer to Him. I don't know about you, when I focus on people's problems and failures, it tends to drive people away. But when I focus on the goodness and the love and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that has the ability to excite us, that has the ability to draw us closer to God, and that is my prayer today, that every single person listening this, to this message today, you will be drawn closer to God. Because this is what I love about God. The closer you get to God, the more your life changes. I don't have to work to change my life. All I've got to do is draw close to God. And there are things in my life that will amazingly change. So here's the thing. I want to preach about the one Jesus referred to as my father. He used the word my father 53 times in the Gospels. What an incredible statement. My father. But then Jesus also didn't just call him my father. He also called God our father some 21 times. So not only does Jesus refer to, to our father in heaven as my father, he also refers to him as our father. It clearly shows that we have the, the privilege of being in a relationship with God as Jesus had a relationship with Him. I love the fact that also, if you research the Scripture, Jesus calls God your Father 21 times in the Gospel as well. I, you know what I love about Jesus? Jesus came and preached an incredible message. He didn't just preach the fact that God was great and God is the creator of the universe and He's our provider and all those good things, but He came with a very unique message. He taught His disciples. He spoke about God in a different language. He spoke about God as Father. That is a message today that I also want to explore. I want to look at what Jesus really taught about God being our Father, the most wonderful Father of all. First of all, when I think of that term, my Father, our Father, your Father, it shows and proves one thing to me, that it is a very personal relationship. That's my first point. I want you to know something. We can have a very personal relationship with God our Father. When, a, when an unbeliever comes to saving faith in Jesus Christ, the Bible says we are born again. In an instant, Jesus has the ability to form a relationship between us and God. And that relationship is Father and Son. Listen to this, Romans 8.15, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by which we cry, Abba, Father. 
What a privilege it is to know that Jesus Christ, He doesn't just uh, create a relationship where it's God at a distance and us at a distance. He brings us close to a point where we can actually call God Abba Father. Here's another interesting point for you, and I love this fact. I want you to hear it. I want you to catch it, because this is exactly what Jesus has done for us. The word adoption literally means to be placed as a son. Come on. See, when you place something, you place something with a purpose. What was, what was Jesus' whole point? Why did Jesus die? Why did, why did Jesus come to this earth? Why? Because he wanted to place us on purpose to be sons of God. What an incredible privilege for each and every one of us to have a Father in heaven. Uh, it's also another thing that this uh, teaches us. is not just a personal relationship. It's also what we call a profound relationship. I love that word profound. Because every time you hear something that is wow, it is profound. It's mind-blowing. Uh, we, we no longer only know God by His title. We also know Him through relationship. Now, this is a remarkable thing when you consider that most of us, come on, let's just be honest, most of us, we at one stage were enemies of God. Most of us, we didn't want to even know God. We were what the Bible calls sinners, literal enemies of God. Yet God adopts us. Yet God chose us to be His sons. We are no longer condemned to hell. We are brought into the kingdom of life as sons and daughters of the Most High God. You see, up to that stage when Jesus began preaching, you see, the Jewish nation had, had an idea of who God was. Their idea of God was simply this, that He's all-powerful, he is, uh, he is just amazing in everything he does, which He is, and God is this God who is in heaven and commands from heaven and treats us as just plain servants. Yet Jesus came and changed the whole mentality about who God was. God is not just great. God is not just at a huge distance. God has become our Father. You see, uh, the, the Jews had dozens of titles that went with the name of Jehovah. So whenever they wanted to have a relationship with Jehovah, they would enter through what we would call a title. For example, when they had a need in their life, they would call upon Jehovah Jireh, which we all know means the Lord is our provider. So when they were in a time of need, it was Jehovah Jireh, our provider. When they were anxious and in fear, they would call upon Jehovah Shalom, God, the God of our peace, the Lord of peace. So when they were nervous and fear, they would call God Shalom, Jehovah Shalom. Then when they were lonely or afraid, they might call on Jehovah Shammah, which means the Lord is there with you. He is present with you. If you're in need of leadership and uh, needing direction, they would call upon Jehovah Rohi, which actually means the Lord, our shepherd. If you were sick, they would call Jehovah Rapha, which means the Lord, our healer. Ladies and gentlemen, I can go on and on and on about all the titles that God has and let me just say, he deserves every single title that, that has been given and given to him because God is just so all 
all-powerful and He is amazing. But I love the fact that when you have a Father, He becomes all that. He has every, He has you in the palm of His hands. Let me tell you what, when I was young and my dad was with, when he was with me and looked after me, my dad was my protector. My, my dad was there with me. It was, it was just a common fact that my Father would meet every need that I had. I want you to know something. We don't have to approach God with titles anymore. We don't have to approach God with His greatness anymore. We approach God as a son would approach His Father. I want you to know something. Jesus Christ has changed our relationship where we don't just see God in title anymore. We see God as our Father. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, that should do something inside of you. That should break something inside of you because we don't have to fear God in in a way that uh, drives us away from God. Yes, we fear God in the absolute respect and awe of who He is, but because He's our Father, we have opportunity to run into His throne room, to jump on His lap, and to be excited whenever we're in the presence of God. I want you to know something. When a king is a king and he has a son, the son will see him, yes, as king, but also as daddy, as my father. That's God to us. Come on, you should get excited with that, man. That excites me. You see, when Jesus taught his disciples to pray in Luke chapter 11, verse 1 to 4, thereabouts, when he taught them how to pray, a lot of people call it the Lord's Prayer. I prefer to call it the disciples' prayer. It's a pattern of prayer. Imagine their surprise. When Jesus, uh, when Jesus says, listen, guys, I'm going to teach you how to pray, because remember the story. They came to him and said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Why did they ask him uh, to teach us how to pray? Because they'd obviously seen his prayer life, and they'd seen everything that he accomplished in his life, and they put two and two together and said, sure, this guy has an incredible relationship with God. This guy knows how to talk to his Father in heaven. So listen, Jesus, teach us how to pray. So I can imagine the disciples sitting there waiting. I wonder what title they're gonna, he's going to use for God. I wonder what title he's going to uh, give us uh, to approach God with so we can also have this power that he has. And then he starts off with this word, our Father. Come on, our Father. He doesn't approach God as just the healer. He doesn't just approach God as all-powerful. He approaches God as Father. And not just Father, ever which literally means in Arabic was an endearing term. It was the word daddy. Just like a little child would run into the room and get excited because their father was there and scream out, daddy, daddy, daddy. That's how Jesus teaches his disciples to approach the almighty God, our father. What a privilege. Another thing this thing teaches me, it is a permanent relationship. Not only is it personal and profound, it is a permanent relationship. Someone once told me this when I was uh, uh, insecure as a newly born uh, believer in Jesus Christ. And I think we've all been there. We don't know if we save one day or the next day. We don't truly understand salvation, don't truly understand grace. And so we're always up and down our relationship. I loved what was told me one day, can you be unborn? I want you to think about that. Can you be humble? When, when your child was born and you, you carry your child, you're holding your child, imagine looking at the child and saying, ah, no, 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 you need to go back. No, you can't be unborn. The day we were born again, we became sons and daughters of the most, most wonderful God. 
listen to these scriptures, and I know this will encourage someone. Someone, if you're doubting your salvation, if you're doubting if God still loves you, I want you to know something. Just like a normal dad does not take his son or daughter and just throw them away because he's cross with them. No normal dad would do that. If you do do that, that would be abnormal. Unfortunately, there are some human fathers that do that. There are some human fathers that let us down. There are human fathers that do not portray who God really is. And so some of us might have this bad perception, this bad idea of what a dad is like. I want you to know something about the, our God, our Father in heaven. He will never leave you. He'll never abandon you. He'll never fail you. He loves you. He was willing to die for you. That's how much God loves you. And listen to these scriptures. John chapter 10 verse 28 says this, and I will give them eternal life and they shall never perish and not anyone, not anyone shall pluck them out of my hand. What a promise that we have right there. Once you in the hand of God, no one will take you out of his hands. John chapter 6, verse 37. And all that the Father gives me shall come to me. And the one who comes to me, I will in no way cast out. For I came from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of the, listen to this word again, Father who sent me. That all which he has given me, I, listen to this, should not lose. I will lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me. Everyone who sees the Son and believes on him should have everlasting life, and I will raise him up on that last day. Wow, isn't that a privilege to know that this is not a temporary relationship. This is an eternal relationship with your Father in heaven. Isn't that wonderful to know? How about this? I think we all agree that even though some of our human fathers out there have never met their responsibilities, it's so unfortunate for me that maybe there's even someone listening today. You had a father that just abandoned you. You had a father that just left you. You had a father that just never met his responsibilities. You know, in all that, we do understand that fathers should have responsibilities. It's our human nature to expect fathers to be able to provide for their children, fathers to love their children. So even though there are fathers that have not done this, let us all agree that there is no perfect fathers out there but God is. So if a human father has responsibilities, don't we also think that God as Father has responsibilities to us? You see, when we, the Bible makes it very clear, and I want you to hear this. The Bible says, we being good fathers know how to give good gifts to our children. But how much more will the Father in heaven give us the Holy Spirit? You see, here's the thing I know about God. When we look at human standards, God's standards is far above our standards. In fact, the Bible says we are evil compared to God. So even if you looked at the best example of a human father, the best example that you could ever find, go and research and find out who you think would be the best father. Perhaps it's your father. You think your physical father was the best father. I want you to know something. We are evil in comparison to God. So my point is simply this. If we as human beings have responsibilities as fathers, God also has responsibilities because he's a good, good father. You see, here's the thing. I believe that God 
like us human fathers, we have the responsibility of what I call awareness. The Bible says, the scripture we read in the beginning said this, your father knows that you have need of these things. Go and read it there. It says it. Your father knows, knows you have need of these things. And please note the tense, have need, not will have need or had need. It's speaking present. I want you to know something. You have a father that knows exactly where you are in your life right now. You don't have to pick up the phone. You don't have to send an email. You don't have to have a Skype or a FaceTime or a WhatsApp call to try and get your family involved to help you. Here's the thing. God already knows. He knows. He knows every need that you have. You see, the word knows means to be, and this is, this is deep, hey? It takes years to study to understand this. The word knows means to be aware of. You see, God's aware of. This tense of this word, me, verb means that He's aware of everything that affects His children. Sometimes we as human parents do not know the needs of our children. Sometimes our children can't express what they really need. And we sit there and we're so confused. Do you remember when you were first a dad and your little child starts crying in your mind? You're thinking, what the heck is going on? Why are you crying? You've, I've given you a bottle. I've changed your nappy. Why are you crying? And all we desire to know what the problem is so we can fix it. The good news is God knows. You see, there's some things you can't tell your friends. There's some things you cannot tell your wife or your husband. There's some things you cannot tell your parents. There's some things that you just you don't know how to express it. I want you to know something. God knows. In fact, the Bible says in your tears, sometimes with groanings that cannot be understood, God knows. We may not, not always know, but our Heavenly Father knows. Romans 8.28, I want you to someone take this. You've been crying. You've been praying. You just don't know how to express yourself. You don't know how to get out of this hole. Romans 8.28 says this to you, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called to His purpose. God knows. He knows, and He has the ability to turn things around. And that, that leads me to the next point. God has the responsibility of ability. Come on, listen to those words. Ability. God is able. You know, there was a song a long time ago where, where the singer would sing, God is able. And I think that is so important for us to realize that God is able to do all things. Now, the scripture we read right in the beginning, verse 32 says, It is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now, as a human dad, I've been in situations where my children have been in pain. I've been in situations where all I could literally do is just pray over them and trust that God would bring healing to them. I was in situations where they'd be in hospital and you could see the absolute pain and anguish in their face. And as a human father, the most frustrating part for me was the fact that I could do nothing. Now, some of you have been in that place before. Some of you are in that place right now where you can do nothing. Come on, we all agree it is the most frustrating place to be in where you do not have the ability. Well, ladies and gentlemen, God has the ability. You see, with God, 
all things are possible. There is nothing impossible for our God. The word kingdom refers to all that pertains to His rule. I want to say that again. The word kingdom means all that pertains to His rule. It speaks of the power of His ruling one, the power of God. Ladies and gentlemen, He wants to give us the kingdom. What that means is He wants to give us His rule in our lives. You see, we often get into trouble when we are ruling our own lives, but it's time for the church, it's time for every dad out there, it's time for every mom out there to allow God's kingdom to flow into our lives, to allow God to rule in our lives. Why? Because He has the ability to change things. You see, the God that can speak the universe into existence can speak life into your dead situations. If God can keep Noah uh, safe through the flood, He can keep you safe. If He could feed Elijah with ravens, He can provide for you. If He could uh, save those three boys from a fiery furnace, I want you to know something. No matter what fire you go through today, God has the ability to keep you safe. If He could secure Daniel in the lion's den, I don't care how big or how fierce your enemy is, God can shut the enemy's mouth. If God could feed Israel manna and quail in the wilderness for 40 years, I want you to know something. During this lockdown period of, oh, it doesn't matter how many months it's been, I want you to know something. God has the ability to feed you, to provide for you. If, if he could take a little shepherd boy like uh, David and see him destroy a giant like Goliath, the same God can take care of you and cause you to destroy giants in your life. We were speaking about the disciples in the midst of a storm. If God could keep them safe in the midst of the storm, He can do that. If He could part the Red Sea for Moses, I want you to know something. He can, he can make a way where there seems to be no way in your life. If He can raise Lazarus from the dead, ladies and gentlemen, there might be something that's dead in your life this morning, but God can bring it back to life. Don't give up because God has the ability to do big and great things in your life. That's the God, that's the Father we have in heaven. And leads me to my last point. He has the responsibility of availability. Come on. We know what it feels like to be let down. We know what it feels like to have someone absent from our lives. Every single one of us, we've, we've experienced that in some, t in some way in our lives. We know what it feels like to, to feel alone, to feel like someone has abandoned us. But God has the responsibility of availability. You know what? There's some very good dads out there that are never home because they got the responsibility of trying to provide. There's some, some fathers out there that wish they could spend more time at home. I understand. I get that. But here's the good news for us, that God is always with us. He will never leave us and He will never forsake us. The words good pleasure means to choose, to determine, to be ready, to be well pleased with, to that, to do that which is good. God chooses to give you the kingdom. He chooses.
to bring good. He chooses to determine. He's ready and well pleased to do good things in your life. You know why? Because we are always in His presence. You see, us as human beings, as fathers, we can do our best. We can try our best to provide. We can try our best to always be there. But the reality is, we can't. We can't. But God can. And so this morning, right there where you are, I want you to stop, pause everything for a moment. For all the fathers out there, maybe today you feel like a failure. Maybe you feel like, you know what, I haven't been the best dad. Or perhaps you think, yeah, I haven't been the best husband. Or perhaps you think, you know what, uh, for the moms out there, you might be thinking, I've messed up as a mother. I've messed up as a wife. For the children out there, you might, have, you might be thinking, you know, I've I haven't treated my parents well. I, haven't, I really just haven't done things right in my life. It doesn't matter where you are in your life. Here's some good news. We have a good, good Father in heaven who's able to forgive who's able to restore, who's able to do big and great things in our lives. And here's the good news. He is right there. Listen to me carefully. He's right there with you right now. Yeah, but Ryan, I'm, I'm, I'm at home. I'm not in a church building. Well, that's good news because God is right there with you there. But Ryan, I'm watching this thing on Facebook. I should, no, no, no. God is right there with you. And here's the greatest of those news. Even though God is with you right now, He's with you because He wants to be with you. Yeah, but Ryan, I'm a sinner. I, 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 you know, come on, I've failed God I don't know how many times. In fact, I haven't even, I haven't even thought of God. I'm, I might be watching this by mistake, but I, listen, God wants to be with you. He loves you as a child. So I don't know where you are in your relationship with God. I'm going to ask you right there, if you want God in your life, you want God in your marriage, you want God in your business, you want God to be just who He is as a father in your life today, the Bible says all you've got to do is call upon the name of the Lord and you'll be saved. There's not a whole lot of things you've got to check off first. No. All you do is come to Jesus. That's all you do. It can't be that simple, right? No, no, it is. It is. Because Jesus paid the price. He went to a cross and he died for every single one of us. He was put in a tomb and three days later he rose again. And you know what that means, ladies and gentlemen? I don't work for my salvation. It is paid for. I'm going to encourage you right there. Stop looking at your life. Stop looking at all the failures. As a dad, if you failed, a mom, as you failed, stop looking at those things. God today is saying, come to me and I will raise you up. So right there we are. I'm going to ask you to pray in the name of Jesus. Pray. Ask Jesus to come into your life. Let's seal this moment off in prayer. So Father, thank you for this opportunity we have on Father's Day to come before you and just praise you and glorify you for your goodness. Lord, I thank you that we serve a good, good Father. I love the fact that we can call you Daddy. That's how much you love us. That's how much you have blessed us, Lord. Even though you are so great, you are so awesome, you are the creator of the universe, Lord. Uh, Lord, uh, nothing can really survive in your presence that's got any impurity in their hearts. And I thank you that, Lord, even though you're so awesome and great, you still call us children. And I thank you for that. 
I pray for every single person that's making a decision right now to say, Jesus, come into my life. Jesus, I call upon you. Jesus, I want to be saved. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I pray for anyone that's praying like that right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray that your, Lord, that your presence would just overshadow them in their homes. For us as dads, if we think we failed, and Lord, I Lord, I know every one of us, including myself, we've failed many times. I thank you that, Lord, you're able to forgive us and restore us. Lord, today, may every father be blessed as we bless our Father in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.